You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. You know football and you pick winners all the time, so why not get paid for them at my bookie? Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlays to increase your payouts. Low contest entry fees and over a half a million dollars to be won make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have fun. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's promo code Charlie Zulu Alpha Bravo Echo to get your first deposit matched dollar for dollar, all the way up to a thousand bucks. My bookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and to win. So make this your winning season exclusively at my bookie. Today on the Zabecast, a rare doubleheader. Steve Sands of the Golf Channel and NBC Sports talks Prez Cup and his ongoing Commander's fandom misery. Plus my guy Bryant Hatcher, the Cincinnati Flash, with a special guest. All that plus the Pro Bowl is dead. Long live the Pro Bowl. Your uncensored bonus, nearly one hour of me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. (laughs) Here we go. Tuesday, September 27, 2022. Thank you for downloading. Before we get to a busy double dip, actually a triple header today in terms of guests, the Pro Bowl is dead. The Associated Press reporting today that uh, the Pro Bowl would be replaced by, as soon as this season, a series of exhibitions, contests, fun and games, tomfoolery, made-for-television infotainment instead of an actual tackle football game. Now, the easy take, the low-hanging fruit, the take that many people have is, this league has gone so soft. I can't believe it. But this was going to be, be the inevitable result at the end of the day anyway. It's not that the league is not tough anymore. It is. It's just there's too much money now in it. And that there's no point in risking a serious injury, playing a savage game for nothing but a stipend the week after or even the week before the Super Bowl, depending on where you want to put it. It makes no sense. It's insane, frankly. You think about it, it's absolutely crazy. So sometimes bad ideas or ideas that have outgrown themselves or have become dated 
need to die. So rest in peace, Pro Bowl. It was long past time that you went to the sporting idea heaven. And we'll remember you fondly, okay? But there have been plenty of other bad ideas that have died, that needed to die, and did for various reasons. Like the college all-stars once used to play an exhibition in August before training camp against the Super Bowl champions. (laughs) And it was a full-on tackle game, and I forget who it was that broke his leg in that game. Serious injury. But imagine your rookie first-rounder playing in a stupid exhibition against the Super Bowl champs. It's him and his college kid buddies, the the all-stars of college against grown-ass men. They used to actually do that game. Uh, The broken leg, I don't think, ended the game, believe it or not. That should have ended the game. I think it took another couple years, and then there was a huge monsoon. I think it was in Chicago that just wiped the game out. They couldn't even finish it because this front came in, and it rained, and it rained, and it rained. They finally got rid of it. That was many, many years ago, decades ago. But still, bad ideas or ideas that have outgrown themselves or have just become dated need to die. Like three to make two in the NBA or territorial draft picks or Mike Carey as the CBS TV ref, the Fox glow puck, the NBA's synthetic basketball, Monday Night Football's Dennis Miller experiment, having musical acts at halftime of conference championship games, hell, having alternating home field advantage between divisions on home field advantage, alternate between conference championship games, I should say. They used to alternate. Be like, all right, well, the East gets one this year, West gets one next year, and we're just alternate. Even Steven, right? Well, what about the best records? Now nah, we can't do that. Dumb idea needs to die. Double bye weeks. Dumb I dead the graveyard of bad sports ideas. I'm sure there's many more that I couldn't think of. You'll send them my way. Lots and lots and lots of bad ideas, outdated ideas, ideas that were more tradition than actual sensible idea anymore. And the Pro Bowl became one of them. So let it die. And we'll always have Andy Reid in a Hawaiian shirt and a flowered lay around his neck on the sideline. And we'll always have Sean Taylor destroying Brian Mormon on a punt. Rest in peace, Pro Bowl. We loved you, but it's time. And now Steve Sands, Golf Channel, NBC Sports Golf Coverage, does play-by-play, does on-course interviews, a rare, down-to-earth television show pony who never turns down a chance to talk other sports, as you will hear now. I don't know what you're talking about. I was watching the commander's <laughs> performance against the Eagles. <laughs> that, you know, that's what's funny. As I'm watching uh, the broadcast, and I did send you a note, I said, you guys have done a great job covering the event. And I'm not saying that to kiss your ass. As a golf fan, I really enjoyed it. Good job. Could have used more shot tracer, but then again, you can always use more shot tracer. There was still a decent uh, amount of it. I thought to myself, I thought to myself, God darn, is Sand still a Commanders fan, has he poured it over to the new team? Because you love the Redskins as much as I once did. Yeah, I love it's my team. So you're still, still there. I literally just bought so much gear. Like, I can't even tell you how much money I spent on brand new Commanders gear for me, the wow. misses, and the three sons. 
you're full in. I totally respect oh, that. You have I signed mean, up for more of the same. Well, if you're a if you're a lifelong Skins fan, you don't just change. True. I mean, you know, who changes? Well, me. But that's a whole different story unto itself. Although I, although I will say, this is the earliest I've ever done this ever. My, our sons are 21, 19, and seventeen. They are diehard sports fans. All of them, diehard sports fans of Washington sports teams and the Maryland Terrapins. And after week three, first oh, no. time, oh, after no. week three on oh, our no. family text chain, oh, no. on our family text chain, I text, I want to tell everybody in the family, I apologize for making you be Skins fans. <laughs> usually, usually it's like week seven or beyond, but this time it was only after week three. Oh, my God. Well, luckily, you were immersed in golf and didn't see it unfold live, but you were probably checking your phone periodically, and it was every bit as ugly as I'm sure your phone told you. Yeah, I may or may not have, have sneaked a peek at a video monitor of a, there you go. The burgundy and gold. I do like the fact that they were white at home, like in the Gibbs days. Sure. I suppose those Ronald McDonald outfits that Bruce Allen made us wear all those years. Um, but other than that, it's just, it's, it's bleak. It's It's not bleak. It's disgusting. I mean, really, truly it's disgusting. What I want to know is what makes the 49ers get to a Super Bowl with Jimmy G and then an NFC championship game with Jimmy G and Jimmy G stinks. What makes the Niners say we have a great team coaching staff in front office and we're just going to move on from a guy who, you know, basically helped us get to a Super Bowl in an NFC Championship game for a guy who's played like five football games in three years in Trey Lance, yet we have an organization that decides that we're just a quarterback away and a Carson Wentz away from actually doing something. Why don't we just put Sam Howell in there and play football and let the kid learn like Peyton Manning did and Troy Aikman did and, you know, all these other guys. Why do we think we need to have Carson West as the leader? Yeah, I would say the howls for Howell will begin in earnest after a couple more weeks. It's pretty obvious after nine sacks, of which at least half of them were Carson Wentz's fault because the quarterback has a job to make the read, get rid of the damn ball. I think after three weeks now, it's obvious. He is not next year's quarterback. So if he's not next year's quarterback, then why is he this year's quarterback, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it's again. What are we doing? <laughs> well, I mean, I, the, the Niners were in the NFC Championship game last year, Steve. The NFC Championship I game, know. and they and they uh, wanted to get rid of quarterback for a guy who literally doesn't play football. And unfortunately, now he's hurt. It, I, I don't want Trey Lance to ever get hurt. I never want anybody to get hurt. But I mean, my goodness. Yeah. It's, it does not mean they're doing it right because we'll see how this plays out this year. But it does show you that other organizations seem to be a lot more nimble, a lot more forward-thinking than Daniel Snyder and the commanders. But what's the plan? What's the plan? They, they really think Wentz is the guy? Are you kidding? The plan is to try to not suck immediately. And when you just try why? to not just because he's trying to why because he's trying yes. to build some uh, equity in the community and get a new stadium uh, in go essence away. in mean, essence go away, for God's <laughs> I know in essence that's from what I can discern that's their strategy just don't go suck 
and don't suck now so people can stop what? talking about how much you suck and be average. But when you're yeah, shooting see, low see, like that, you're not going to achieve anything. See, Steve, this is the problem. Here's, here's the one of the biggest problems I have with with Snyder and and believe me we all have massive problems with Snyder but one of the biggest problems i have with Snyder and the way he runs the, the organization is and it's a clown show no nobody's nobody's disagreeing with that is that we are a fan base that is steeped in tradition and understands how things work we don't need some guy screaming it's third down get up and scream and yell we don't need that garbage and we don't need anybody to tell us the difference between what a plan is and having to struggle for a year or two to have a run of 10 or 12 years of really good play. We don't need that. We don't need to not suck. We need to have a plan to be great. And I'd like to know what that long range plan of greatness is because it ain't number 11. Number 11 belongs to Mark Rippon and should never be worn again (laughs) because Carson Wentz has soiled number 11. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, if, when I find out what the plan is, I will let you know. But I have yeah, not heard it. Okay, yet. back to golf. Back to golf. What All right. Mean? So, so look, I I <laughs> thought it was I thought it was a great event. Uh, lowercase G, great. Obviously, was not close enough for it to be capital G, great. But I thought it was it was really well done. Charlotte turned out for that thing. Oh man, kudos! Charlotte's awesome. Man. Yeah, Charlotte's aw- Charlotte is awesome. I mean, everybody knows they've got the Hornets and the Panthers there. They're big Duke and Carolina people. Uh, some NC State crowd as well. A little bit of Wake. Uh, NASCAR is huge in Charlotte. It's a it's a big time sports town. It's a big time city. Uh, no question about it. Man, did they post! I mean, they were forty thousand strong every day. Yeah. Um, and it was loud. The build out was enormous. Johnny Harris, his son John O'Harris, the the gentleman who run Quail Hollow Club um, built the place, basically built the town. Uh, they really came out, uh, and I think the players put on a pretty good show for them, Steve. I mean, look, everybody knows the Americans were going to win just by how many? 17.5 to 12.5 seems like a bit of a blowout, although it's really not that much of a blowout. It's one or match, one, it's two matches away from being 15.5 to 14.5. Right. So it's not a huge blowout. It's not like it's a 44 to 7 football game or a 24 to 8 game for that matter. Um, but it's 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 a competition that is, is building momentum, is trying to reach a peak, and hasn't gotten to the crescendo yet. It's not the Ryder Cup. People need to stop comparing it to the Ryder Cup. Similar, Steve, to how people always want to put the players' championship in a major championship category. There's nothing wrong with the players being just a great event and not being a major. There's nothing wrong with the President's Cup being an entertaining event and an intense event for those who are playing in it. And believe me, you saw the passion on both sides. These guys are into it. Is it the Ryder Cup? No, but the Ryder Cup's been around for a million years. The President's Cup only started in the mid nineties. So let, let it marinate a little bit, but it was a lot of fun. The energy was enormous, man. It was loud. It was raucous. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. The other thing that, you know, and a couple of my hardcore golf buddies and text thread type guys, they were taking the easy shots at the president's cup, even though they're golfers, Steve. And they'd be yeah. like, ah, yeah, this thing's going to be a blowout, no chance. And kind of, you know, whatever. I just enjoyed watching these guys play at such a high level. The finish on Saturday with Cam Davis going eagle birdie birdie was incredible. I loved it. Yeah. It's 
It's a competition. It's an exhibition. It's there to help grow the game. And as I said to you in a text, the game owes it to the rest of the world, not Europe and the U.S., Australia, Korea, Japan, South Africa, and everywhere in between. It owes it to those players to give them this stage and to inspire the next kid you've never heard of from a country that is not supposedly a golf country. I had a great conversation about that. Your text, by the way, was brilliant, and it was it was on point. I had a great conversation a few days ago with K.J. Choi. K.J. Choi is the male equivalent in South Korea to Seiri Pak. The reason South Koreans dominate in the world of professional golf in the women's game is because of Seiri Pak. She was the trailblazer, and everybody else in that country grew up wanting to be Seiri Pak. Same thing on the men's side. Although women's golf is more popular in South Korea than men's golf, it's gaining ground, and K.J. Choi is the grandfather of it all. So now there are 12 players on the international side, Steve, four of them, a third of the team from South Korea. Tom Kim stole the show. Oh, yeah. Okay? He's a 20-year-old kid <laughs> who stole the show, okay? If you can convince me, to your point about growing the game, that there aren't kids in South Korea watching that President's Cup, seeing that kid have an unusual amount of exuberance. Now, usually, South Korean players are way more benign sure. than that, way more measured than that. That's the culture there. That's the culture in Japan. That's right. the culture in South Korea. Well, guess what? This kid, you could almost say, and, and, and dare we say, he's almost Americanized. There was, there was a massive amount of energy coming out of that kid, adrenaline. And, by the way, he stepped up and played great yes. golf. And it was entertaining to watch. And you can't tell me that Cam Davis and Adam Scott winning those matches on Saturday, Tom Kim running around the green screaming and yelling with K.H. Lee or Siwoo Kim shushing the crowd, and all these players from around the world, you can never convince me that they did not convince kids – who play other sports or who play golf in their country that they want to do it on a professional level at a high level, like the guys and the heroes they just watched yeah. the last few days. I, I thought it was a, a really cool event. It is what it is, Steve. It's not a major. It's not the players. It's not the memorial. It's not whatever tournament you want to call it. It is an exhibition, but it is a lot of fun to watch the best players in the world, highly paid, highly compensated, you know, incredibly accomplished professional golfers compete for country or team for a cup and not for money. Yeah. All right. It's a big, big deal in golf. And I, I think, I think you're right. The game owes it to the people around the world and the United States. And I also think that the guys delivered and, and produced a great product for us to show and the world to see. It was it was awesome. Yeah, Tom Kim had me when I saw the clip of him running down all of his favorite fast food places in oh, America, yeah. and he did it with such joy and zeal. I go, my brother, you're one oh, of my new my favorite. I, I gave I gave Tom I, I gave Tom my, my my greatest the greatest tip I ever ever learned about fast food. <laughs> okay, ever which is I, years ago I was sitting at a dinner with somebody at Augusta in, in the Masters. I look to my right, and this guy says hello. I say hello to him. He's the CFO of McDonald's. I was like, wow. 
Wow. I go, I'm, a, I'm a big McDonald's guy, man. I, I love McDonald's. He goes, oh, what's your order? I go, yeah, I tell him. You know, I go double, triple cheeseburger. I always go no mustard because, A, I don't like mustard. Thank you. I like, yeah, I Thank don't you. like yellow mustard. I like, you know, Golden's mustard okay. or spicy mustard. Okay. I don't like yellow mustard. My, my people can't do yellow mustard, Steve. So yellow mustard, I take it off the triple or double cheeseburger because, A, I don't like mustard. But, B, more importantly, that ensures that it's going to be made fresh. So I told Tom Kim, let me tell you something. You go to McDonald's, you like their fries? He goes, of course. Who doesn't like their fries? I said, order the fries with no salt. He goes, no, but the salt is the best part. I go, no. Order them with no salt. Put it on yourself. That means that you can dump them out into a bag. They're hot and fresh, and you can get a couple packs of salt and put it on there. (laughs) The CFO at Mickey D's told me, what's your order? I said, double cheeseburger, no mustard, fries, and a Coke. And he goes, and I said, by the way, the soda also at McDonald's is the best in the world, just like the fries at McDonald's is the best in the world. And Tom's looking at me, he goes, I said, I'm telling you, Tom, this CFO guy, the guy who runs the company, told me, always order your fries at McDonald's with no salt because that means it has to come out hot and fresh. You just put the salt on there, and there you go. You know, for a guy that blew through two pairs of pants on Saturday morning in Tom yeah, Kim, you're gonna make him, that. you're gonna make him unpantable. It, you know, he's going to have to make sure he can check himself because he loves fast food as much as I do. Oh, by the way, one more thing. Sebastian Munoz beat oh, yeah. the world's number one Scotty Scheffler. He's from yep. Colombia. And if yep. you don't think that that echoes and resonates in countries oh, like that, you have no idea the kind of hero status he is. And there's a little kid in Colombia right now watching and absorbing and hitting balls every day. And it's a beautiful thing. Steve, there are two people who have ever played in the in the President's Cup and on the PGA Tour from Colombia, Camilo Bajegas, and he's a multiple winner right. on the PGA Tour and also played for the international team on the President's Cup, and now Sebastian Munoz. And now with the advent of social media, not that Camilo's that old, but he wasn't around when social media was really pumping that kind of thing. And Sebastian, with social media, with the worldwide television audience, with all the attention that's put on that event around the world. And I realize it's during football season in the United States, but around the world, that event is on and it is a big time event in those countries. Sebastian Munoz said it was the greatest experience of his golfing life. He said it was incredible. And you are a hundred percent right between he and Camilo Bajegas, Those two are going to absolutely 100% make somebody from Colombia, who's a kid right now, be on the PGA Tour at some point, right. and you and I are going to giggle to each other and say, we remember this conversation and remember Sebastian beating Scotty Sheffield, the number one player in the world, and energizing a, 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 a population that really isn't enormous on golf, but can fall in love with sport quickly sure. when one of its heroes does well. Yeah. And, and yesterday was a perfect example of that. All right, exit question. Uh, crystal ball one year from now, Ryder Cup will happen. It's going to be in Italy, which yeah. will be sexy and interesting and different. What do you think it'll be like given the rift that the Live Tour has created in the world of golf? Yeah, it's a good question. I, you know, look, four of the top 20 players in the world on the international side went to live and were ineligible to play in this year's President's Cup. Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka. Bryson DeChambeau also went to live from the American side. At least one of them would have been on this team. Uh, so I don't know if it's going to severely affect it as far as uh, 
talent level and also maybe even competition level, this American team, Steve, is so good. And they're so young. Kevin Kisner wouldn't even have been on the team. He's the oldest guy on the team at 38, okay? 38. Yeah. He's the oldest guy on the team. And Will Zalatoris would have absolutely been on that team if not for being injured. So Kevin wouldn't even have been the oldest guy at 38. Thomas and Spieth are 29. Cantley and Shoffley in their 20s. Zalatoris is in his 20s. I mean, you're talking about some serious, serious American talent. Scheffler, all these guys. Sam Burns. Uh, the American team's loaded. Europe will put up a fight, but even before the live thing, last year at Whistling Straits, if you remember, Steve, and maybe you and I even talked about this on the air, or maybe we talked about it over text, but after Whistling Straits last year, that American squad is so deep, so young, so good, that it doesn't matter whether it's live or Europe or the international side in the President's Cup, you could probably combine all the best players from Europe and the rest of the world and they still wouldn't match up well with the Americans. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to be a good competition. Sure. That doesn't mean it's not going to be energized. It's going to be just like it was the last four days, just like it will be two years from now at Royal Montreal. People in Italy are jonesing for this thing. They can't wait to, for the Ryder Cup. And, and Europe will post, and they'll have some good players. It'll be John Rahm and Rory McIlroy and a bunch of other guys, but they'll have some star power, uh, and, and it'll still be a lot of fun. But the the live situation clearly is not good for golf at the highest level. And a splintered league, if you will, or tour in this case, is not good. Sports needs a monopoly. You can't have two NFLs. You can't have two NBAs, two NHLs, two MLBs, two PJ Tour. You can't do that. You have to have all the great players playing against each other. Uh, Hopefully the live thing kind of sorts itself out. Uh, and everybody gets back together as one here in the near future. All right, real quick, match play. McDonald's versus Chick-fil-A. Match play. Uh, well, there's nothing better than Chick-fil-A nuggets. The, the, the Just, McDonald's nuggets. Oh, the, the overall McDonald's thing. Chick-fil-A two and one. Chick-fil-A one up. Oh, no, 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 no. McDonald's one up. Well, McDonald's one up. Okay, Wendy's. The, the, wa- the, wa- the waffle fries at, at Chick-fil-A are unacceptable. <laughs> uh, they're out they're, they're out they're out of bounds compared to the fries and if you're a burger or chicken guy i mean mcdonald's one up i'll give you that okay uh wendy's versus burger king oh god wendy's burger king is is <laughs> off the radar wendy's they, is, they what, wendy's burger seven wendy's se- i need a score seven and six Oh, it's a it's a uh tiger stephen ames nine and eight <laughs> and, and, you know it's uh no nah, i mean burger king no offense to burger king no offense, but they're not in the same class. Understood. Okay. Panda Express versus Popeyes. Oh, now, uh, I love the spicy chicken sandwich from Popeyes, but I happen to be a – maybe it's because I always work late at night all my life or whatever it is, but you give me fast food Chinese, whew, that's hard to beat. Fast food Chinese yeah. is great, but the spicy chicken sandwich at Popeyes is is stout. All right. Give that's me a, a, uh, I'll, 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 I mean, you know what? All square? Have that. Okay, have that match. All right. I'm going to tie that match. All right. Finally, Chipotle versus Qdoba. Chipotle versus? Qdoba. Similar similar games. Oh, uh, Same game. Are you ready? Who my, wins? My 17-year-old my, my is going to laugh if he heard this. Have you ever had a breakfast bowl at Qdoba? Negative. Never had an early – you don't, you don't fly as much as I do. So in the – we live down in Winter Park, Florida. I fly out of Orlando. And Orlando, I'm an American Airlines guy. 
and outside the American gates, there's a Qdoba. And if I have an early flight, you know, any time before nine o'clock in the morning, I'll go and get a breakfast bowl from Qdoba. It is the best. <laughs> it is the best. So Chipotle, Chipotle is a nice option uh, at night. But, but Qdoba one Qdoba, up. The Qdoba breakfast bowl. No, no, that's two and one. Two and one. Qdoba breakfast. Maybe even three and one. The Qdoba <laughs> breakfast bowl. You may have birdied the 16th. Okay. The Qdoba, the Qdoba breakfast bowl is, is outstanding. All right. Sands, you're the best, buddy. Good luck with your commanders the rest of the way. What do you mean, my commanders? You're the same, same as me. I got news for you. Oh, come on. I left. Stop. I did. Stop. I, you know, I do a show in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so I'm a Packer oh, fan know. now. You know how that oh, is. It, you look, it's like, it's like being traded. It's like being traded. You know, I don't do this on a whim. You know, my team was the Redskins. They died. The team hey, died. The name, you the logo, what? the history yeah. is dead. I feel bad. Yeah, I've sure. got you and others who have stayed behind, and you're loyal, and you're faithful. I appreciate. I admire it. I had to leave. I'm going to say a couple things about Milwaukee. First of all, Bonnie Blair is a dear friend, the, the great speed skater. Now oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a Milwaukee native, and I, I hear from her all four days at the President's Cup. She's a golf fanatic. I love Bonnie Blair. I love her whole family. Nice. Uh, I think the Bucks are cool. I think Giannis is cool. I think what Giannis said the other day about Steph was spot on. I think that was really cool and humble. I also think Giannis is fabulous because he stayed in Milwaukee. Yes. And he didn't go somewhere else. I love that. Jump around is as good a tradition as there is in any sport, anytime, anywhere. And the Jumbotron in Tampa helped them win a game yesterday because Aaron Rodgers saw something and went over to his coach and told him. I'd love to know what it was, but the Jumbotron in Tampa gave away something. I did not a- see that. A- oh, yeah. A-A-Ron. Go, go Google it. Aaron told Tom Rinaldi on Fox yesterday, and then I read about it and saw the highlights last night after we were done with the President's Cup, that he saw something in that two-point conversion on the Jumbotron, relayed it to the coaches, oh. and it actually helped them stop them on the two-pointer to allow the Packers to get that win. And by the way, there it is. All, you Packers, there it is. all you Packers fans in Milwaukee, relax, because last year they got waxed in week one and then went on the road and won, and then, and then won at home, and then went on the road in week three and won a big game just like they did yesterday. I think the Packers are a Big-time team to look out for in the NFC. All right, good stuff. All right, Mr. Sands, you're the best, buddy. Thanks. All right, from that conversation, I met up with my golf buddy and former CFL wannabe wide receiver, the Bearcat, former D1 player Bryant Hatcher, for dinner. And before that, I made him come into the Free Hugs and Candy Van for a little podcast. We talked about Russell Wilson. And then he had me call a good buddy of his to talk football who had spent many years on network TV calling NFL games. Enjoy. We're picking this up. I didn't start recording till right now. Hatch is in the van on a Monday night getting ready to watch his Cowboys take on the Giants. That's we're gonna right. Go get, we're going to go get some fish here at Ford's Fish Shack in good old Ashburn, Virginia. Leesburg, Ashburn, what are we? We are in Ashburn. We're in Ashburn right now, yeah. yes. Uh, just me and you. Uh, one account roads couldn't make it. So for all the roads haters out there, and, and they exist, <laughs> rejoice. <laughs> Your normal running mate couldn't make it today. But you got a special guest for us coming up in just a second. And you were saying that this special guest, don't say his name, played with you at 
Fullerton Juco. No, he didn't play with me. He was before me. Oh, okay. But he went to Fullerton Juco. He went Juco. to Fullerton Juco. Okay, yes. Right. And then uh and then he went where after Fullerton University Juco? of Washington. Ah, he's and they a Husky. Went, he's a okay. Husky. They went to the Rose Bowl. Right. When and he, he was there. Did he play in the NFL? Yes, he did. How many years? Eight. Four. Kansas City and Minnesota. Nice. nice. And then so uh, was on Fox. And then he was on Fox as yep. an NFL commentator. His partner was the guy that's the host now of the show with Terry Bradshaw on them. Oh, really? That was his partner. Oh, um, why can't I think of his name? I'm blanking right now. Nice guy, otherwise yep. nondescript. Yes. But yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Well, our special guest will come on in just a second. I don't want to rope him into this because you and I, we can talk honestly about shit that sometimes makes people a little bit nervous. But have you seen the memes on Let Russ Cook after last night's horseshit game between the Broncos and I, the uh, – uh, why am I spacing? The, uh, the Broncos and the Niners. Niners. Yeah. Let Russ Cook. The, the number one meme is they're showing the NyQuil and chicken challenge. They're like, yeah, let him cook that shit. What is with Russell Wilson? He is done. 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 Okay. And you say this because – because Russell how he looks, Wilson, just how he looks, and and I think it's a it's also the coaching. Like Hackett is not good. No, he's really bad. In oh fact, they had to give him a special game. What do they call it? Like a game strategy coach. They added another coach <laughs> who's going to help him with the basic stuff. Call timeout. Don't call timeout. Go for it. No punt. You know, run it. Throw it. That's your job. Exactly. You're the one making millions as the head coach. Awful. The scheme is awful. And Russell Wilson needs a running game. That's how he's always thrived. Yeah, and And a defense. It helps. Yes, and he doesn't have that. So he's out there basically by himself. And I don't think he's that type of quarterback. Not anymore. So I got an email from my good friend, a substitute school teacher to the stars who lives out there in Seattle, and she's the smartest. I'd say she's the smartest woman I know when it comes to understanding sports, but she's as smart or smarter than any man. It has nothing to do with man or woman. She just has a real thing for it, and she loves the Seahawks hatch, and she used to love Russell Wilson. But now that he's gone, like any good fan, he's dead to her. He's, exactly. he's dead to her because that's, be. that's how she felt about when Ken Griffey Jr. left. Seattle. That's how she felt when A-Rod left Seattle. Very provincial up there about their sports stars, you know? So you leave. It's like, okay, you're fucking dead to me. I don't give a shit. So she sends me a long email, because this is what substitute teachers do. Very well thought out, (laughs) but made some really good points. She said this before the game. She goes, anyway, this Sunday night could get really ugly. I think there's a good chance the Niners stomp all over Denver in a most humiliating fashion. That didn't happen for other reasons. One where Hackett would wear a clown nose and drool on the sidelines, but folks won't be able to unsee Russ playing poorly. And if that happens, grab your popcorn, Denver will melt down. She said basically in the other Sunday night game where they try to kick a 63-yarder to win, or 64. 60, yeah, 64. 60 in a million. Right. Like, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> she said that the reason that Wilson came off the field was he wanted to. He didn't want to face a fourth and five because he didn't want the criticism if he couldn't convert. And that she thinks Russ blinked big time. You cannot convince me otherwise. That's her thought. Well, you know, with that same train of thought, you know who else had that same train of thought? 
was Richard Sherman, and he's been talking about Russell Wilson on his podcast. Oh, really? How he got favorable treatment while he was in Seattle. That is true. And how it came down to Pete Carroll making a decision when everybody's contract was coming up, do I go with Russell Wilson or do I go with the defense? Right. And obviously they made the choice, (laughs) and he's saying they obviously didn't make the right choice Yeah, by going with Wilson. I and guess w- maybe I've been blinded. I, I still think he's really goddamn good, and I think he's going to be good for Denver for a long time, but maybe I need to reassess that. You, yeah. Maybe he ain't that good. No. He ain't that guy. was never that guy. Yeah. I think he was that never. guy, Okay, but he had a lot of things around him that made him that guy, and he doesn't have it anymore. And you started to see that when the players in Seattle weren't there anymore. Right. You know, he couldn't get the ball. How could you not get the ball to D- D.K. Metcalf? I, well, that's what D.K. Metcalf was so pissed off about. That's why he's throwing his helmet every other play. Right. But I thought he was just a diva. I was like, what do you think? He's not trying to get it to you? Maybe he couldn't. Who knows? We'll see how he does in Denver. But so far, it's not the most incredible start. Garoppolo wasn't very good either. 11 to 10. <laughs> 11 to 10. Which, I'm by the a way, football fan, and I had to stop watching it. <laughs> exactly. And I never do that. Uh, the 11 to 10 is not a scorigami. Do you know what a scorigami is? I do not. It is a, uh, it's named after the ornate Japanese paper art origami so it's a unique score hatch in the nfl that has never happened before really two numbers that has never, never happened, happened before like you know 39 to 12 so that's or like, something really so, fucking weird so that's like the worst uh box when you're picking the boxes Oh yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, if you're in a, if you're in an office squares pool right. and you get those bad numbers, you're like, I'm never gonna win. Right. <laughs> and that person there. just won. Right. So there's a there's like a Twitter account that keeps track, has a database of all these scores in history, and whenever there's a weird score, and every year there's like three or four scoregamis that pop up, uh, they like, oh, it's a scoregami. This has never happened. Eleven to ten. Oh, no, what is it? Eleven to ten. It was eleven to ten last 11 night? To yeah. 10. Eleven to ten has happened one other time. In NFL history. So it's the second one of all time, but it was bad. The other thing about Russell Wilson is this. He's really corny. Oh, my God. And he try- <laughs> I was just texting somebody that, and I said he's trying to be so cool since he's got his wife, Sierra, at Wimbledon. Or was it, yeah, Wimbledon. No, it was the U.S. Open with his sunglasses on. Right. Night. Now right. he's coming into the stadium with his silver suit <laughs> and his sunglasses <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on. You are about the corniest you know. brother out there. Oh, my God. I mean, he says all the right things, which is uh, great, but right. you're not, you have no swag. No, absolutely None. not. He's cornier than RG3 was. Oh, my God, yeah. RG3 was just sort of like repeating stuff. So here was a great TikTok video of a guy who, who, say, who counted down the seven corniest moments of Russell Wilson. In, in the, the last, last couple months, we've seen just how cringy Russell Wilson cringy, is. Cringy, not cringy. This isn't anything cringy. new for Dangerous. It's been his personality since his early days. From Broncos country, let's ride, to Mr. Unlimited. Let's take a look at the top seven. <laughs> Did you ever Russell see the Wilson Mr. Unlimited? Moments. No. Number okay. seven, Russ Bussamoon. Look at that dancing. Number six, Russ praying on the logo or whatever he's doing here. Whatever he's doing. Not sure if he's praying for a win or a single MVP vote. Number five, <laughs> Russell Wilson describing his perfect girl. I don't like it when women don't have pretty feet. Crazy to think that with that kind of mindset, Rex Ryan and the Jets passed on him not once but twice. <laughs> Number four, we've seen this a million times over the last couple months. Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. 
Number three, the fake drive. He, he did an air drive in warm-ups one time. Oh my god, he did? Yeah. Yo, here it is. I would love to see what play he calls when he gets down to the two-yard line. Number two, <laughs> Russ inks his new deal in Seattle. Hey, Seattle. We got a deal. And the number one cringiest moment in Russell Wilson's career. Hey guys, uh, Russell here. Yes, the typical boring. Yes, Russell. I, I, I think I have an alter ego. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. Yeah, you gotta be unlimited. You know, you gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you, <laughs> all right, we've ball. had our fun. There's no doubt he's a strange guy, but you gotta admit, Mr. Unlimited can ball. So there you go. That doesn't even include that he once hawked a water that purportedly had anti-concussion properties <laughs> that worked with <laughs> nano bubbles. Oh my God! He Who sold it. him on that? He I don't know. He also said that after he threw the pick in the Super Bowl at the two-yard line, he heard God speak to him as he walked off the field. Oh my God! Yeah. All right. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know football and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at my bookie? Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlays to increase your payouts. Low contest entry fees and over a half a million dollars to be won make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have fun. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, ALPHA, BRAVO, ECHO to get your first deposit matched dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks my bookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and to win so make this your winning season exclusively at my bookie let's call your guest here shall we yes we shall uh let's see here you sent me his contact info uh oh wait you airdropped it to me so i gotta see this uh by the way you playing any golf lately hatch did you watch any of the president's cup no i did not uh, you missed it it was some good stuff but who cares only i care i just talked to steve sands before you came in the van here okay. about a variety of things including the president's cup so anyway give me a little filler you feel your cowboys still, tonight how, how you feel about your cowboys well, tonight well, hold on a second i want to go back to golf i'm still rooting for this combination of P. 
PGA and live to come to come some kind of conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> conclusion. Yes, as in you guys need to figure something out because okay. unlike other other leagues, gonna... other leagues that didn't have the funding. <clears throat> These guys aren't going away. They got the money. I know. It's going to take a couple of years. I'm right. Afraid. So something's got, something needs to be done. Hunker in for a couple of years. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and see if your guest is ready. We ought to play. Uh, of course, we have no live audience here. They can't play guess who the guest is. Hello? JC, Steve Zabin here with your boy Hatch. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good, man. How you guys doing? Doing good. JC, <laughs> JC Pearson is Hatcher's special guest. He brings on the podcast today, and we gave you, we gave people the bio, the backstory on you. It's nice to meet Uh-oh. you. I know the, it's all Uh-oh. good. Successful Uh-oh. career in the NFL and college, television as well. You were in a golf yeah. outing today. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, I played in, playing in the golf uh, Duran Cherry celebrity deal today. Duran Cherry, so. I remember that cat. Yeah, yeah. So a lot, a lot of a lot of faces out there, a lot of good guys hanging out. So it was good. Nice. Hatch, yeah. how do you know Mr. Pearson? So JC went to my junior college, Fullerton College, but he went there before I got there. So he was already in the league when I was going to Fullerton, and he used to come back to Fullerton and work out. And then he was friends with a – friend of mine's older brother okay so i was introduced to jc nice. that way and then uh when i was in college i went up to uh see him play in the old brown stadium when they played the browns one uh one weekend one cold yeah oh one my god cold weekend yeah <laughs> yep. oh and then but, the backstory on that i gotta tell the backstory on that so jc forgets to leave my tickets at will call Whoops. I, I get there and they're like, we don't have anything for you. I said, well, you need to go to the locker room and tell him <laughs> that I'm out here and I need my tickets. <laughs> Come in yeah. the locker room, look yeah. for number 24. Yeah. <laughs> A true story. That is a true story. So I come in from, from warm ups and, uh, some guy, some guy, one of the locker room guys, like, hey, there's a dude out here that says, you're supposed to leave him some tickets. I'm like, oh, yeah, damn. So I had to go in my locker, had the tickets, and took them out there, uh, gave them to the guy to take them out there. Oh, my God. That's classic. Uh, talk about the power of Hatcher persuasion. I can't believe they actually went and did that. They should have just said, and, they're not here, man. Go buy a ticket. And now, and now all, all I hear is, is Cincinnati football. This Cincinnati oh, football. Oh, he won't stop now, yeah. Won't, oh, won't stop. He, won't stop. I'm I like, know. one good season is one good year, man. We just but, uh, dominated uh, Indiana this past week of 45 to 24. Crushed. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't seen Washington making much noise lately, JC. I'm just well, you, you obviously you haven't been looking in the polls then because uh, uh, all you got to do is look in the polls. I, I don't think you'll find Cincinnati in there. If, if they are, they're down at the bottom. But no, that's, uh, but that's look true. look mid look look mid poll and you'll you'll see you'll see Washington undefeated. Oh yeah, I was gonna say this year. Now this year they are starting to make some noise. I just remember when Washington was really flying high. And yeah, uh, yeah, that was fun. Well, that was well, you fun. Know, it, anytime you have a, a a team, a school that is dominating for a while, like we were, they they try to knock you down, find something wrong, put you on probation, and you know, and that, that's kind of what happened. So then we went on probation for some minor stuff. But once you go on probation for a couple of years, it kills your recruiting, and 
you know, and then then it kind of kills you for a while. Has some bad coaches, and and I think they're they're on their way back now. Yeah. Well, Don James, right? He was the coach yeah. up until like the early nineties. He had yeah. it really yeah. going, and if I recall, yeah. he had this pipeline into Southern California for talent. That was yeah. really Absolutely. really piss really pissing off USC and other schools. Well, like, hey, what the hell? We got to stop this. But he well, they weren't they weren't good back then. You know, I mean, we all the talent was going to Washington. Uh, USC, UCLA, they they weren't real right. You know, they weren't very good back then, and the way that they stopped it is we went on probation for like T-shirts, giving recruits T-shirts and <laughs> and stuff. And uh, so Don got mad and and so he re- he quit. He resigned because he thought it was you know so unfair that uh, you know everybody was doing that obviously, but um, you know it, it was it was so unfair that uh, they put the put the team on probation for some minor stuff like that and so once he quit it was you know they had to rebuild everything and you're on probation and you know so when you were there jc who was on your team and how did you guys do how do we do we finished we should have won the national championship Uh, my senior year we beat oklahoma in the orange bowl uh, that was the year that they gave it to BYU. Oh, BYU. That's right. Yeah. Was what terrible. year was that? 88? 85. 85, okay. Bowl. All right. Um, but we, we went to Michigan, beat Michigan that year. BYU played Michigan in the Holiday Bowl and barely beat them. Uh, you know, and then we ended up going to uh, the Orange Bowl and beat Oklahoma. But, you know, they were undefeated that year. They, you know, of course – they don't play anybody in the whack uh, at that time, and we lost to USC like ten to seven, like week nine or something. We we were number one in the country for seven weeks in a row. Yeah, that was uh, 84. 84. You went yeah. eleven and so one, had, finished yeah. second to BYU, went thirteen and zero. Um, and yeah, beat- we ended up twelve and one though because we we won in the the Orange Bowl. But right, uh, that's true. Here's well, yeah, how yeah. here's how bullshit it was back then. BYU wins the quote national championship by beating Northern Michigan in the Holiday Bowl as their final game. No, of they the beat year. Michigan. They beat it was Michigan. It was Michigan. It was, Why does it yeah. say Northern Michigan? I don't know. That's not right. That's not right. No, okay. they beat Michigan. Michigan the internet's Michigan wrong. Was, then okay, Michigan was as good as Northern Michigan. Oh, the, the <laughs> oh, hold on. The N the N stands for neutral site. Right, neutral okay. side. Yeah, they yeah, played okay. in Holiday Bowl. I was Holiday like, we Bowl. went, we went to Michigan that right. year and and beat Michigan at Michigan. Well, wait a minute, you I'm looking. I'm looking down the list here. Michigan is not even in the top twenty-five. That was now the big or argument. then? No, no, then. no, then. Then. Oh yeah, then right, right. So how, how do they get we to play? <laughs> we played Oklahoma. Yes. Um, and Oklahoma was. So we lost, and we were number one. And so the we Orange Bowl, three. Right? Yes. Yeah, Oklahoma was two, <laughs> and BYU was one. So we're like, if we beat them, then we should, you know, and we, we beat them. We beat Oklahoma pretty pretty handily in the, in the Orange Bowl. And, yeah, 28-17, yeah. your final there. And so, yeah, that was yeah. that, that was number two versus number four. 
and then Ooh, it was BYU that got to play a Michigan, unranked Michigan, in the Holiday Bowl and <laughs> snuck into the yeah. title. And, and and Hatch, everyone in the media was like, well, okay, I guess they're the champs. So fucking stupid. It's right. unbelievable. It's incredible yeah, it that that good. was the system back then. Well, it's a lot and, better and now. You look at their, I mean, you look at their whole schedule. I mean, uh, <laughs> I who know. did they play? Nobody. You know, <laughs> San Diego State and Colorado <laughs> State and, you know, on and on. But, you yeah. know, that's. It's a so lot much for that. It's a lot better now, but you know what's funny? You get these upsets like uh uh State. Well, not just that. Who went to Miami this weekend and Middle beat Miami? Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee State, yeah. 1.5 million. Thank you very much and we just put a whooping on you. Exactly. Yeah. Who James Madison destroyed. And James Madison, how'd they do it against App State? James they James beat, Madison. They beat, beat App, App State, State too and yeah. they beat yeah. Middle Tennessee 45 to 3 or something wow. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's crazy. But that's what I that's what I like though, man. I I love the underdogs and the you know the the non-traditional powers. Sure. Beat beating the big boys. I, I love that part yeah. of. So, what is the best story, JC, in the NFL right now in your mind? There's a lot of good stories, don't get me wrong. What do you think is the um, best story, the most compelling story? Jeez, the most compelling. I mean, there's. I'll give you one. You know, Uh, let me. You want me to give you one that I think is compelling, and you can riff on it. What? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is betting on himself, and he is on a scorched earth tour right now. Better than his MVP season. Yes, and there are some that still knock on wood that 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 cat stays healthy. But uh, but yeah, he's leading. Leading the team in passing and rushing, and I mean, just crazy. But yeah, he's like the first guy to have three straight games of three hundred yards passing and a hundred yards mm-hmm. rushing. That's yeah. nuts. And that is nuts. I think the thinking was JC. Well, you know, he's a great runner, but you know that won't last. That can't last in this league. It's lasting, Hatcher. Exactly. Well, and, he's, I mean, he's, and how much are you going to pay him if he stays on that pace? I don't know. Four hundred million. He's and such an massive. insane. He's such an insane weapon. There was like a a third and short, and he takes a keeper up the middle in a little seam. Goes for like fifty yards. That's and such so a that, huge. That's weapon. why he put on so much weight this offseason too. He put on like twenty pounds. Did he? Uh, a muscle, yeah. So that he could take that punishment. So you know, people always and he doesn't take big shots. No, no. I, I haven't seen him take. A lot of big shots, but he's a big guy now, and and that's what he, that's why he put on that extra um, weight and in muscle so that he could take those shots. But you know, I mean, he that 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 kid's unbelievable, and and if he stays healthy and keeps playing like he's playing, mm-hmm. how can he not command more than you know? I mean, you look at what he brings to to Baltimore; he's he's just as valuable as anybody. Any quarterback out there, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, anybody to his team. Right. Um, so they got to pay him, you know. And, they do because you know, if they franchise him, it'll be like 40 plus. And then if they try to do it again, it'll be like 50. And then what yeah. do you get after two years of that? Now you get the right yeah. to pay him what the going rate is for a starting quarterback. <laughs> two years later. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't know what's going to yeah. happen, but I, I think Baltimore's not playing this correctly. All right. Uh, the Bills. And their game against Miami was something else. Lots of wild twists. I think one of the numbers that stuck out to me, JC, was 63 passes or attempts for Josh Allen. Yes, yeah. crazy. The, 
yeah, you're not you're not not going to win a lot of games like that, you know. And you look at at them last year, and they had uh, a good running game to to go along with him to complement him. You're not going to win throwing the ball 63 times um, in this league, not not consistently. Obviously, they they didn't win yesterday. Um, bad clock management there at right. the end, of course. Uh, let the clock run out, but uh, yeah, you, you're not going to win that way. Do you think in, Tua, in this league is Tua? Uh, you got does Tua got something going on now? Are you starting well, to buy into Tua? Well, when you have the weapons that he has, right? You know, I mean, you don't have to be a great quarterback. Right. You just get the ball, get get the ball to the guys, right? I mean, he's got the fastest receiving core in the league, and and uh, you people can say what they want about Tyreek. I know uh, Hatcher and I had this conversation uh, before. He didn't think that Kansas City should have paid him. I disagree wholeheartedly wow. because not only do you see what he's what he's brought to Minnesota uh, to Miami, but not only in his numbers in production, but the way that defenses have to play those guys now, and that's why Kansas City's struggling now. It's not that they're missing uh, so much of his big plays and everything. It's just the defense had to play them so much differently and had to be aware and play. Um, to not let him get over the top, that there was so much more available um, in, intermediately. So now those safeties aren't back so deep. They're crowding, mm. crowding the line of scrimmage and, you know, um, focusing on Kelsey, and, and and there's nowhere for them to throw the ball. So, Patrick, you were, you, were meh, you were meh on Tyreek? Yeah. You I were was not like, a Tyreek fanatic. No, huh? I think Tyreek is great, but I was like, use the money to get – more players right. than just paying Tyreek all that. But so my question to you, JC, is as a as a as a defensive back and a, and some, when you're playing against someone like Tyreek Hill, how much does that change how you normally play? First of all, let me say this: I, I've never played against anyone like Tyreek Hill. He is the most explosive human being <laughs> that I've seen on the football field. You Cheetah. know, I, I go down on the field. Prior, you know, pregame and stuff, and watch these guys warm up. Been to training camp. He is the most explosive player I have ever seen, and you see how he just ran by them dudes from Baltimore. You know, just yep. running by yes. guys. It's crazy. <laughs> but excuse me, but what that makes you do is obviously you have to play over the top. So the safety has to get, you know, be conscious of him where he's at. Play over the top of him. So what uh, teams did uh, against Kansas City and what they're doing now against Miami, they're playing that deep cover two, two safeties back, which you know, as receiver, Hatch, you know that opens up a lot more room uh, to work the field. Yep. And, and when you don't play that, he, he's going to run by you. And not only does he run by you now when you play deep, he catches the short ball and the dude is so fast, it's crazy that he, he can catch a short curl and turn it into, right. you know, an 80-yard touchdown. So you have to play over the top of that as well. So, and, and, you know, he makes you play uh, an entirely different style of defense. And I think what makes him so unique is his height. And the reason why is because he's, so, he's short and he's low to the ground. He's quick. So on yeah, top he, of being fast, he's also qu so quick. And most guys, like DBs, there's no DBs out there 5'8". 
that can hey, match he, his quickness. So, so most hard DBs to, are like no. five, ten, and up. Hard, hard and to get him on the hard to get him hips. on the ground. Yes, because, because he's low to the ground. He's low to he'll the gr- squirt by you, and he's just so quick. He, yeah, he's short, but he's not small. He is thick. Yeah, he is. This, okay. this dude is muscular. He is not. He's short, but he's not small. Uh-huh. But he is so explosive. I mean, watch the guy two two steps, and he is full, full speed. speed. I. Have, I have never seen anyone. <laughs> Honestly, who, who, would, who would you who would you closely compare him to that you played against? Um, you know, I he's quicker than ever. You know, if you you're as you know, just flat out forty speed. He he's very fast, and there's right. been a ton of those guys. Right, but quickness, change of direction, all of those things. There's there's nobody. I like can't that. I can't I, think of a comp patch. I literally no. Can't even think not as a, not as a, a receiver and and the question mark on him when he came in was was he a receiver or was he a return guy you know we see return guys you know like you know even like a Dante Hall or type of dude Devin yeah. Hester not even yeah. close but yeah. not even close I mean right. Dante is nowhere as explosive as as Tyreek but the uh, only the only comp for a shorter thicker guy that could really play the position would be Steve Smith. But even that's a stretch. Yeah, but yeah, oh, huge stretch because Steve is is not nearly as thick as as uh, Tyreek. Okay. Not not right. Not nearly. And not as um, fast. Yeah. Not as top line fast. As, but but twitchy. I would say that yeah, Steve yeah, Smith Steve was, was fast. Yeah, Steve quick. was fast, but not as quick. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Tyreek is is unbelievable, man. Yeah. And uh, as long as he keeps his head together, and uh, and keeps working, uh, I mean that that young man. Yeah is going to be amazing. He's already amazing, but uh but when you see him just run by NFL defensive backs the way that he does, it's it, it's crazy. All right. It, it it's ridiculous. All right, let me uh, get the your guys thoughts on this. Did you see the little uh, sideline tiff between Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy about not yeah. trying to squeeze out some extra points before the half? What do you think? Yeah, and it's not the first time that, that that they've gotten into it either. So, you know, here in Kansas City, people are saying they need to get rid of to Eric, get rid of Eric Bieniemy now because you know he and Patrick don't get along, Uh-oh. et cetera, et cetera. But uh, but Patrick wanted to go for it, and uh, you know Eb wanted to just run the clock out, get in the locker room, regroup, what, and what and yard line were they on, and how much time was left. Um, they had time for uh, another play to try to get into field goal range. Okay. And so, you know, if you're a competitor, you you say, let's take a shot. Sure. Or sometimes, you know, let's just throw it up in a Hail Mary and you might get a P.I., right. you might get luck, who knows. Um, and so I, I understand what, where, where he's coming from with that. Um, if there's only one or two plays left, let's do it. But, you know, from an offensive uh, standpoint and, and the coordinator – when you're not really run, rolling and not really in a rhythm, you don't want to even risk another bad play or turning the ball over uh, going into the locker room because then now your your confidence may be affected and you know guys are you know especially when you're used to scoring a lot of points and you're not rolling right now, you don't want anything negative to happen going into the locker room. All right, one more tonight. You got the Cowboys with Cooper Rush at quarterback. 
And Jerry's trying to sell hope that, you know, Dak might be back sooner than you think. He was actually throwing on the side the other day, Hatch. You're laughing right now because you're a Cowboy fan. <laughs> you had Mac Jones go down with a really bad high ankle sprain yesterday. I don't know what the reports are today on him. I haven't seen that yet. You already have, uh, you know, uh, Justin Herbert, whose ribs are all jacked up, and stupid Brandon Staley left him in the game for the whole game because he said, I want to stay in the game. Right. And it's like, yeah. it's great yeah. that you want to stay in, but we're down 28. You're out. Right. That's what he should have said. And yeah. you've got uh, who else is injured so far this year at quarterback? You're like four guys down already. Such a league of attrition, JC, when it comes to QB. Yeah, because the way uh, you stop these offenses now, because, it, you know, a DB can't really touch a receiver anymore. It's such an, uh, a game built for offense and scoring. The way you get, the way you stop it is you hit the quarterback. That's what the key is. You got to try to get to the quarterback. That's why they pay these defensive ends all this money to try mm-hmm. to get there. So you try to try to affect the you you affect an offense by hitting the quarterback. That going back, not to to digress, but that's an, another issue that Kansas City's having is Mahomes is getting hit too many times, and he has he's avoided the injury bug. But I'm afraid that sooner or later that's going to happen to him too. But, but yeah, so there's, there's a, you know, yeah. right now a lot of injured quarterbacks out there and, and guys are going to keep getting injured if they keep throwing the ball the way they are. Trey Lance is the other guy I was thinking of and just forgot his name. Right. And don't forget yeah. Zach, Zach Wilson, who got hurt in preseason, could yeah, be coming back in the next week or two because Flacco yeah. has expired. <laughs> like yes. week old milk. <laughs> right, Flacco. <laughs> He looks like a old. He looks like George Blanda back there. <laughs> yeah. he's been around a long time. Yeah. Right? Oh, God. Can't move. Oh God! Yeah, so the backup, the backup quarterback situation in the NFL for the last few years have been really, really suspect to me. When you look at the backups that are still running around, mm-hmm. you know Chase Daniels still playing. It's and, a, it's, it's Chase, Chase Daniel, Daniel, bless his heart, he has <laughs> stolen every. Penny he's made, yeah, yeah, and right. I think he's made like exactly. fifty million dollars. You want me to tell you who else yeah. is stolen? I'll look it up penny? right now. Yeah, go Guess ahead. Who's yeah. getting ready to start for the New England Patriots? Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. Right? Are you oh, kidding me? God. That dude should have been out of the <laughs> wow. league eight years ago. Wow. He's as bad as Derek Anderson used to be. Oh my Derek God. Anderson used Derek to be the one QB yeah. that you never wanted to see play for your team. You're right. Yeah, but but yeah. was around for a long time and started a lot of games. <laughs> There was an old saying, J.C., that a fellow uh, media member told me about a backup. He said, and I quote, he's great as a backup as long as you don't play him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm like, right. and I'm like, wait a minute. So, so, so why, so why is he <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, it makes no sense. Exactly. All right. But, Chase. But I'm telling you, some of these guys that are still in the league, I'm like, how? You can't find a better backup quarterback than that? That makes no sense. I, yeah, I don't know, man. But, yeah, a lot they're, of these guys are having to step up and play. Their famous line is, he knows the system. That's great. Well, who cares if he knows the system? If you, if you can't, can't do it in right. 2.4 seconds, right. you're yeah. not going to help the team <laughs> right. at all. Yeah. Uh, Chase Daniel has made $41 million over a 14-year career, and I believe he's thrown fewer than 100 passes. And I think he's only started how many games? Like One or two, maybe. Like um, garbage time at the end of the year. But, hey, God bless him. He's a hard studier, knows the system, knows the system. <laughs> looks good in the, looks good in the media guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, God. So who, oh, we were trying to think, JC. Who was your booth partner that's now 
in there with Terry Bradshaw and those guys. What's his Kurt name? Kurt Menefee. Yeah, that's Kurt it. Menefee. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That was yours. Nice. Yeah. So over the years, man, I've worked with damn near everybody that's that's on, still on air. So I mean, I've I've had so many different partners over the years, but but yeah, Menefee, um, he went from the booth. He's still doing. Uh, some game stuff like uh, I know he did like some XFL or USFL games or or whatever. But yeah, he went to the went to the pregame show and doing a pretty good job there. Well, it's nice to talk to you, JC. Thanks for picking up the phone, making out making some time for us today, and uh, we got something in common. We both know Hatcher. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do it again. We'll have to do it again, especially um, a Monday. After a Cincinnati loss on Saturday. Yes. We will <laughs> pencil you in. I've got your contact yeah. info. I'll text yeah. you. will be like, JC, it's same. Yeah. Cincinnati hit got drilled. Up, hit me up that Monday. <laughs> Who's your but, toughest game but, left? But, but, but there, it, that, that was my point. They may not lose again because know. you know how we talked about BYU yeah. and who they used to play? Look at Cincinnati's schedule. Catch. What are you talking about? We just beat a Big Ten team and destroyed them. Okay. Oh, yeah, but 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 uh, hey, a had bottom, lost to out a bottom. Indi- wait, wait, wait. Let me give you a fun fact here. Fun Indi- fact. Indiana hadn't lost a conference game. I mean, uh, forty-five, forty-five to twenty-four over the Hoosiers. Indiana this past hasn't lost an out of conference game in two years. Who was the one they lost to now twice? Cincinnati. So they, they're playing because the wrong they teams out of conference. Else. They gotta yeah. play. They gotta play a weaker opponent. They don't want to play us again. I tell you that much. All right, you're at Tulsa. No. You're at Tulsa next week. Yep. Who's pretty good? Home oh, against God. home against South Florida. We'll crush this. Huh? At SMU. Home oh. against Central Florida. Wait. What? Or no. At at Central Florida. Then you're home against Navy. Yeah. Ooh, wow. And then home against East Carolina. Who's actually playing pretty good this year? At Temple. It's terrible. Home against Tulane. None of those teams are ranked, are they? No. 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 But they're on no. the schedule. They're, hey, you can only play who they put in front of you. They can, you yeah. can only play who you put in front of you, right? right. You, can, you only can eat the cupcakes they give you. That's right. You got it. <laughs> yeah. All right. JC, good to talk, buddy. Thanks. Thank you, JC. Hey, guys. All right. Take care, man. Take All right, you there you go. Bye. JC Pearson, former Fox Sports. Uh, color commentator and uh, former Washington Husky. And, there you and go. Kansas City. And Kansas Chief. City Chief. He still Minnesota lives in Kansas Mike. City. He still lives in Kansas City. He was doing the pregame show okay. for the Chiefs for a while. So I don't know if he's still doing that. Okay. All right. Uh, prediction for tonight Cowboys, Bears, or Cowboys, Cowboys, Giants. Giants. Cowboys, Cowboys 23, Giants. Giants 20. Okay. We'll see how it comes out. We're going to eat, fellas. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. I got a bottle of You know football and you pick winners all the time, so why not get paid for them at my bookie? 
Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlays to increase your payouts. Low contest entry fees and over a half a million dollars to be won make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have fun. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, ALPHA, BRAVO, ECHO to get your first deposit matched dollar for dollar, all the way up to a thousand bucks. MyBookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and to win. So make this your winning season exclusively at MyBookie. 